Hello, you're listening to Reviewing History, your comedy history podcast. I'm filmmaker and teacher Brian Rupert, joined here by... As always, Steve Medagliaco. And... Anthony Galani. And we have a special guest. Uh, I'm connected to the Tell and Steve Dave world, as everyone listening knows, because I you say, don't say at the end of every episode. <laughs> but... Uh, there's one guest that's been requested since the beginning that people really seem to want, and it's Father Lance. So we're in spooky season. I thought it'd be a great chance to welcome in him, him in and talk about the Pope's Exorcist. Oh, yeah. So let's welcome Father Lance. Welcome, welcome. Thank Hi, you for guys. joining us today, sir. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Just I see I'm less familiar with the Tell Him Steve Dave world than uh, probably our audiences. How are okay. you connected with them? And and I, I hear you're an exorcist. Not an exorcist. I assist an exorcist. Mm-hmm. That's so, very yeah, fascinating. How does one um, fall into that? Yeah, I'm just lucky, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> no, um, well, it all came about, uh, you know, uh, Q bought the Prussian kissing skull. Mm-hmm. And uh, that episode that he brought it in, they were musing about it. And, you know, was it a cursed object? And, 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 and Walt. Walt opined, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we could get a Catholic priest on here? And uh, Bri was like, yeah, like any Catholic priest listens, <laughs> tell him Steve. Well, I, I had, uh, so I emailed Walt. I said, well, in fact, so I'm not a priest, but I'm a deacon. And I did take uh, an exorcism uh, class. So, uh, and so one for the, yeah, I was on the uh, a follow-up episode to talk about the, the, the skull and then, you know, I've been on multiple times since for, for various uh, uh, specials and mm. uh, Halloween episodes. And we just recorded one, in fact, uh, a couple of days ago. Oh. My first Tell Him Steve Dave involvement <laughs> was the Halloween episode yeah. when you were there on the green screen, uh, yeah, which is the first time screen. we met. So that was us. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm excited to talk with you today about uh, this this film. The Pope's Exorcist. Anthony's uh, mm-hmm. a guy who goes to mass every Sunday, so you know I do. He he's a guy that one. yeah he's a, he's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll approve of him. Father Lance and I were just chatting before you came in about uh, the upcoming big so- so- synod in the church. What is that? They're having a gathering of like cardinals from all over the world, and they're going to hammer out some reforms. It seems. Oh, like they put well, in changes. not even just cardinals. I mean, the unique thing about this is lay people are invited and not just invited, but they have a boat. Yeah, that's probably Wait, not a good thing. Every so every <laughs> like so like regular people like or ju- you have to be in the church. Oh, you have to be Catholic, of course. Okay. But any but, Catholic but person a regular, has a vote. But just a rate there are regular laymen, uh men and women right out of the pew that got selected, you know, by their I assume their bishop and um they will be there and have a vote. So, Which for example, Joe Biden could have a vote in this. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's been selected. So he says. Yeah. <clears throat> now, does this happen normally? Or no. is this like a rare? <laughs> no, this is, a, this is an all new thing. Oh, okay. To include, you know, if you, if you know anything about like Vatican Council II, of course, it was all bishops. Uh, they were assisted by experts who, you know, were mostly theologians and, and priests, uh, a few a few lay people. But they didn't have a vote. They just were like consultors for the bishops as they hammered things out there. Uh, now, at, at the Synod, the lay people will actually have a voice of their own. There seems to be uh, a push for some sort of liberalization and maybe democratization of the church. Which well, that's what I assume is, is quite radical. 
a decentralization, know. I would say. And, and Pope Francis has been doing that since the day he stepped out on the balcony, pretty much. You know, mm-hmm. um, he sh- shook things up in Rome. He's, uh, you know, trying to reform the well, has reformed the Curia, and you know, put thing put more back into the hands of, of the national bishops' conferences. Um, you know, he's taken power out out of. Um, the, the curia and handed it back to the, to the nations mm-hmm. uh, with the feeling the people closest to, to an area are going to know best how to deal with the problems that are going on there. Right. right. And how do you feel about the decentralization? Are you for, or are you kind of like more? No, I want, he to, can't talk against his bosses. <laughs> no, I'll definitely off the record <laughs> as an Eastern, no, as an Eastern Catholic, the centralization has more than often been used to screw us. So, any any time you can take uh, the power out of the hands of Italian cardinals, it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, can't blame them. <laughs> yeah, but that that's current events. We're going to talk yeah. some history today. Yes, uh, specifically about Father Gabriel Amort. Are you familiar with the man? Oh yes, read read all his works. Oh really? Oh. Did good. you happen to see the documentary that William Friedkin made with him? I did. What did you think of the documentary? Because I watched it this week in preparation for this. I mean, uh, given uh, my own experience with this ministry, it was much. It was. It, it's much more uh, truthful than the Pope's exorcist. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> you mean you mean he didn't I mean, really ride around with a cape on a scooter? <laughs> I don't know, Rupert. Are you the only one that watched it? No, we all watched yeah, it. Yeah, watched it. I watched. I it. mean, it's not. It's not very exciting. I mean, it's a pretty. No. Exorcisms are actually a pretty boring affair. A lot of prayers and, and not a lot, you know, maybe a, a little bit of, you know, talk back from the person. I mean, and of course, people are got to sell movie tickets, so they're going to. I yeah. mean, that voice she was making was quite unnerving. Just as uh, the voices, uh, you know, yeah, the voices uh, are probably the most common thing, I would say. Uh, but you know the movies make it look like you know, yeah, heads are doing yeah. three heads are spinning, <laughs> coming out, yeah. uh, people are levitating, uh, priests are being thrown around the room. You know, it's just that, that that's not the case. Not it. Yeah. <laughs> Do, would you like to share any of your own personal, uh, maybe something you've done as far as exorcism is concerned? Oh, well, like I said, mostly. Um, and I will. So, I am an assistant to our uh, archdiocese exorcist, uh, which is where because, uh, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. the Byzantine archdiocese of Pittsburgh. Uh, the Roman diocese has its own exorcist and and um, lay assistants. Uh, so, uh, but our our archbishop um, several years ago. Well, I guess to, to clarify, so the Roman uh, Diocese of Pittsburgh has had an exorcist for, for a while now, and um, Pope Benedict had called for more to be appointed, and so our Archbishop took took that up, and then uh, sort of in preparation for that, he had uh, Adam Bly, who is the lay um, expert uh, for the Roman Diocese, uh, came and give like an, an all day seminar, uh, 
at our at our uh, cathedral hall. Now, when you say um, lay, you mean a, a, someone who isn't ordained, right? Just a regular He's person, not ordained, just a layman. Now, but, would that qualify as someone like Ed Warren? Uh Ed and the Rain are sort of uh, <laughs> flim flam men. <laughs> well, no, I, I don't know. I you know not ha- you know I didn't ever get the chance to meet them. Uh, they certainly were able to market themselves. Uh, based on their ministry, which is which is something that you know strictly forbidden, you know for us we we can't, um, you know it's almost like confessional. You can't really divulge what goes on, who you're working with. Um, certainly can't sell a story to make yeah um, profit <laughs> profit off of it. Um, so in in that sense, what they did was a little worrying. Uh, but on the other hand, they were helping people that, uh, you know, weren't being helped otherwise because, you know, in their day and, and still, uh, well, and you see it in, in, even in the movie, right? Um, the fictional uh, father of Mort gets called for the, the you know, the, the uh, bishops and the American cardinals very skeptical and yeah. you know, doesn't <laughs> think this is something the church should be doing. And so you, and that's still a tension in the church, even <laughs> You know, we have this ministry and uh, the Pope saying do it. And you have bishops who, you know, are like, yeah, can we leave this in the Middle Ages and, and don't appoint exorcists? So, um, yeah, there's, there's that tension. There's obviously conflicting uh, <clears throat> thought processes regarding this specific uh, type of ministry. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, the, obviously, um, and we, of course, through med- medicine and science, we know a lot more. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what would have been uh, chalked up to demonic activity, we know, was uh, not mental illness, different forms of mental illness. But there still remain those cases. It's like, OK, they've seen all the medical doctors. They've seen all the psychologists. They In the say, movie, they say it's two percent. I don't know probably how accurate that's that very like the number of people. That, uh, I don't want to I don't want to call them crackpots. Uh, because you know because they're disturbed people but a lot of people come forward um they just don't fit they're just not you know have uh, you ever encountered someone who you thought might have been faking it oh yeah yeah Yeah. or about the other end or at least like (laughs) they want to be because they want the attention yeah that makes sense to feel special right news about news reporters and all that stuff how many exorcists approximately have you been a part of? Exorcisms. Uh, exorcisms, zero. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. We haven't uh, we haven't had a, uh, conf- a confirmed possessed person come to uh, my exorcist. Um, we have dealt uh, with uh, deliverance for for people, uh, which is a little bit different. Because uh, again, full-blown exorcism, as defined by the church, is is a very rare occurrence. Mm-hmm. Even if it's happening more often um, these days, because of um, you know, based you know, a lot less people um, uh, attending church, being part of the church, so there are uh, a lot more people susceptible uh, to it. I guess mm-hmm. you would say, um, but yeah, m- much more. Um, yeah, I would say deliverance type things where, you know, they have, uh, you know, stuff going on in their home or they're being, um, for lack of a better word, haunted uh, either personally or, or their or their residences 
um, having they're having issues. I know um, Father <laughs> Father Morton, his books and such, have, has claimed to uh, participated in like thousands of exorcists, mm-hmm. but I think that comes from he him having a very loose definition of what he considers to be an exorcism. Yes. Yeah. He he so kind of just goes with if I'm there doing anything, it counts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He kind of generalizes, and it's like, and it's like, well, yeah, yeah. It's not following the strictest terms. He's counting, yeah. But or like if he does, uh, well, but he he does admit though uh, in an interview when talking about you know like full blown, you know, the Exorcist movie type exorcism. Uh, I think he claimed around 90 of those Wow! over, you know, a, a ministry that lasted many, many Which even that sounds years. like a massive amount. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does sound like a lot, although um, in Italy, maybe um, because of the the prevalence of, of witchcraft, mm-hmm. it could account for that, maybe. Um, is, is Italy you know, a hotbed of witchery? Um. I, I would say I would say Europe and Strigonona more so than America, although maybe <laughs> not anymore. Um, well, they burned know, most of them. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not even talking like the, the, your your classic, you know, black hat uh, Satan worshiping witch. I'm talking right. like Wiccans, folk, folk stuff. Yeah. like the old lady, the old, the old uh, widow who puts curses on people and that that kind of stuff. Sure. So I remember seeing um, Michael Palin. He does his, uh, I think I've brought this up on the show before, yeah. but he does his um, travelogue series and he did one called New Europe, which was like he was visiting places that had just fall, coming out of communism. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he was in like Estonia and, and all those Balkan, not Balkans, um, Baltic nations, he was running mm-hmm. into people doing ancient pagan stuff in the woods, like oh, yeah. maypoles and things like that. Well, there's a big upsurge of that in Russia and, yeah. and even Ukraine, uh, neo-paganism. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of neo-stuff going on variety. in the Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, Father Lance, while I got you here, uh, I would like to tell you about a time I believe I was uh, haunted by a demon. Okay. And you could tell me if you think this is real or not. So I was about, let's say, like 23, 24. And I, ha- I have really low self-esteem and confidence. So I decided to take it in completely the, the other direction to course correct. So I started stating that I was God. He was right? I did that to like himself. boost myself up. Like I kept saying that. And I would say it like repeatedly. It was almost like my mantra. Throwing some blasphemy out there. Yeah. yeah so, then, so then subtly in my house, things started to happen. So we, the house started to have like a lot of activity and we would hear noise and like all this stuff. And... It was like my mother lived in the house too. So it wasn't just me hearing it. And like my sister, when she would come back from mm. college, would hear it. All this stuff started happening. So I started to hear like a voice like go like Brian, like that. Like, and I'm like a relatively sane person. Like I can understand <laughs> stuff. So, relatively. so I'll tell you, uh, this is one of the big stories. Um, so I'm walking up the stairs in my house and I'm coming up the stairs. And to my left is like a family room. To the right is the hallway, which leads to the be- leads to the bedrooms. So I'm walking up the stairs. The picture next to me on the wall tilts like sideways. The TV goes on in in the uh, like the TV room, and it's on on static. And I'm like, 
like I get a chill up my spine. I hear a voice go, Brian, like that. From the uh, TV? Just like kind of behind ear? me. Like, yeah, like it was really close. I'm like, mom? Like I thought maybe she was calling me. She didn't call me. Was she in the house? She was in her bedroom sleeping. Mm. So I like. No, what, what can I ask what your religious background is? So <laughs> I am. I'm uh, my. I'm personally agnostic, which I know I'm talking about a demon haunting me. So maybe I should have some sort of uh, other understanding. But I was raised Jewish. Okay. So, so I'm like, I stopped dead in my tracks. I'm like, this is weird. And, and I go to my mother. I like open her door. I'm like, were you calling me? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. So that, that day ends, you know, um, a day or two later. I'm going to bed and like I, I would stay up all night typically at this time because I was a waiter. You get home from work late at night, like 12. So I, I then, you know, I do my stuff. I would go to bed around six, wake up at four, go to work, et cetera. So I'm going to bed around six. My mother is leaving for work and she leaves and I have the TV on Saved by the Bell. And I, I'm like, all right, it's time to turn it off. I turn it off. The garage door downstairs, like to get in front to the house from the garage, starts slamming. Big heavy door. Big heavy metal door starts slamming. Like boom. This door cannot boom, be moved by. Boom. Wind. It's clearly it's so. Heavy. You would have to open it and slam it yeah. several times. I turn the TV back on. It stops. I'm like, okay, this is weird. I wait a couple minutes. I turn it off, and it happens again. I'm like, okay. I turn the TV. I turn the TV back on. I'm like, looks like I'm sleeping with the TV on. It'd be great if it was just Ant trying to get into your yeah. house. <laughs> Let me in. The door. Yeah. So, so I go to bed, and then that that's that. That day ends. The, uh, like the next day, I'm on my laptop, or I'm, I actually didn't even have a laptop at the time. I'm on my computer, and on behind me, I have like a shelf full of like toiletries, like cologne and all that. It goes flying into my um, door, like, and it could not just go that way. Yeah, like uh, all the items on the shelf, or what? The shelf itself gets flung into the door, like a piece of furniture. Yeah, wow. Like a like it's like a white thing with like toiletries on it. So that gets flung onto the door, and I'm like, holy shit! So I pick all that stuff, I put it back, and I'm still doing my thing. You know, I'm I'm proclaiming I'm God all the time. So then, like a couple of nights later. I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm being pinned down. And like I grappled a lot in my early life. So I'm a tough person to pin down. Like I can move. You're a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like something pulling me down and it's choking me and I'm trying to scream for help and I can't really speak. And I get out like, I, like I'm trying to call for help from my mom and I go, ah! and I can't breathe. And I, could this have been out. a dream? No, I was, I was awake for this. Mm-hmm. This I was awake for. There is sleep paralysis where it feels like that, you know, but, but sure. This happened. So I'm yeah. like, this is getting enough. So eventually, like, I was like, all right, this has to end. So I had to like, I begged God for forgiveness. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not God. I'm clearly like weak. I, I can't deal with this. Please like make whatever is happening. Stop. It's like pro probably like the last time I've really prayed for something. Mm -hmm. And 90% of the activity in my house stopped. Like, it stopped fucking with me directly. Like, in my house to this day, like my mother's house, Ooh. you still will hear, like, noises and stuff. Yeah. But nothing direct like this. Yeah. So I just, what, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I, 
certainly, I mean, that's a lot of heavy activity. So it certainly sounds like it. And given that you were blaspheming. Uh, <laughs> He's like, you probably had it coming. Yeah, you deserve it. It makes it. Well, you know, the thing to understand about the demonic activity is, um, you know, and that's why, you know, when you, when you tell people like, yeah, it's not a good idea to, to mess with the Ouija board and do this or do that. It's not so much that there's inherent any inherent power in a Ouija board. Um, it's, it's like an just invitation. A of, just a piece of card, right. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's like, think of, you know, um, like a sh- shortwave radio. Uh, now you're broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Manifesting. You know, so Kinda. you, by blasting, you're broadcasting, hey, you know, I might be uh, further be able to be further moved you know because th- th- what happens <clears throat> so like in a, in a case like what you're describing uh, we would call that uh, demonic oppression right asking or, for it or obsession <laughs> right he well no no <laughs> you know you you blast him or whatever so you 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 sent the signal out and somebody answered right? you walk now, down the street in a mini skirt and go-go boots for <laughs> demons. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now the demon's messing with you, right? What yeah. What's the point of the demon messing with you? It's it's to break you down, uh, and you know, and you actually, you know, you did the right thing. You you confessed because what most Catholic exorcists will tell you, you know, those sorts of, of problems like what, what you had, ninety nine percent of them can be resolved with going to confession and receiving communion and stopping whatever. Um, you know, whether it was blaspheming or witchcraft or whatever it is uh, you're dabbling into to attract the demonic. Um, confession is the most, uh, and you did that, right? You confessed to God. Yeah, yeah, I did. And uh, the relief came. Yeah, so, it did. It stopped. So there you go. And that's all the proof what, you need, Brian. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you read Father Father Amor's books, he says the same thing. Confession is is probably the most powerful. Uh, weapon uh, against the demonic because um if you acknowledge your wrongdoing and, and and ask for forgiveness it's given god you know god doesn't hold things against us uh you ask for forgiveness it's given um so that's but that's the last thing they want people to do right so they you know hold on to that sin yeah, hold on to it get depressed about it withdraw you know isolation is is uh probably the most uh, is what the demon wants. Once you'd isolate from family, from friends, from church. Um, and, and then you're at their mercy because now you're alone. Right. Hmm. Makes uh, sense. So yep. a lot of the, like the deliverance cases we see, we see they're like at the first step of that. Um, one lady we, we dealt with, her it was starting to affect the marriage, right? So, um, you know, luckily there was intervention and she was able to um, pull herself out of that. But, um, you know, a breakup of marriages, uh, you know, there, there, any, anything to... It's about driving that. a wedge between familial bonds, essentially. Yeah. Oh, so they're yeah. communists. <laughs> they're yeah. the state. Yeah. <laughs> they're the American government. 
This is awesome, Fatherlands. Thank you. For being <laughs> All right, so let's let's dive into uh, the Pope's Exorcist, the movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. Let's go ahead. And- All right. I, I watched this just real quick. I I watched this like a month ago. Yeah, because we were supposed to record this a little earlier. Yeah. So yeah. You're, I'm I'm kind of rusty. It's okay. <laughs> so uh, basically, uh, there's it opens with a quote from Father Amort where it's like. You know, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled is getting people not to believe in him. Right. Mm-hmm. A quote from the usual suspects. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> and then it's, is that him? That comes from that's a famous line. Yeah, I think he probably just said it, too. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it says to jeer at the devil. You know, I like shout at the devil. <laughs> well, Father Amort always like would begin every exorcist in real life by sticking his nose yes. up at the devil. He felt humor was a good weapon against yes. evil. Devil doesn't have a sense of humor. Right. So in real life, he it's did like, that. And then in the movie, they kind of showed yeah. that about his character as well, where he's like, yeah, he makes fun of it and kind of plays around with it. Right. So I guess that's what he's really doing, huh? Yeah. And now they go and there's like a pig and <laughs> and it's clear he's going to what he's going to do with this pig. And like I'm watching I'm like if the devil goes into that pig, he's really stupid. <laughs> and then it, it turns out that it's like, oh, this is just a mentally ill person. It was like a placebo yeah. almost. Yeah, murdering basically. a pig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which they do in a lot of these movies. They show them do like, like in The Conjuring, they show a fake case that's not like a real haunting later, mm-hmm. which kind of gives the characters more credibility later. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, but uh, well, that, you know, in that it goes all the way back to the original Exorcist movie. And, and the ending, right? Mm-hmm. And right. an exorcist is never ever going to ask for the demon to come into him, right? Or to come into, you know, uh, you know, because that the demon is a spiritual entity. It's not. It's not inside the person. Yeah. Right. It's acting on the person, but it's not literally inside them. And the movies, again, I understand they have to make a movie and sell tickets, so you gotta. You got to make things uh, look uh, dramatic and good, and so. But yeah, so I, I see this the same thing in exorcism over and over again. Uh, oh, come, you know, coming to me. Uh, and, and no exorcist is ever going to do that. Mm. Would and, you? And, and it's right, it happens in this movie, right? Yeah. At the end, with with yes, I'm skipping way ahead, but yeah. Would you take it into you if uh, it would save the life of someone else, though? That's uh, a hard again, question. It's, <laughs> it's not in them. It's 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 not in them in the first place, yeah. and you uh, succumbing to it can't help that person. Okay, so that, that's kind of like the lie that's being set up by these directors. Uh, it's like, yeah, that's not how possession. And Take the demon works. in and then kill yourself. That's that all. We're, 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 we're not yeah. trading. Yeah. Okay. All right. uh, so, you know, they kill the pig, and now it's July 1st, 1987 in Spain. Yeah. And uh, Russell Crowe is with- I think they stopped playing the cult. She sells sanctuary, if I remember correctly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah, I think <laughs> kids listening to, like, headphones. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Russell Crowe is with nuns, and they start talking about- uh, He's talking with a cardinal, right? Yeah. And he's, it seems like he's questioning his place. Oh, yeah, there's the young American guy who's trying to, like, liberalize and reform, and Father Amort just pretty much puts him in his place. They make a clown out of this guy throughout the whole movie. (laughs) 
which I enjoyed. Well, yeah. I think he's also questioning <laughs> if he did enough. Like at one point, he's staring at like a painting on a wall, and he's like, he's talking to to the other dude. Yeah, and he's questioning like if he did enough to get into heaven. Almost, I think, mm -hmm. which is weird because I feel like when you're in that position, you're probably already pretty close. <laughs> You'd think, you know. Oh, of course, he, he's he's suffering from that guilt from that mental ill girl. Yeah. Yes. yes. Didn't help. Yeah. Couldn't help. Like, did mm -hmm. I do enough? Yeah. yeah. And I think that was the, uh, as far as uh, you know, the movie goes. Like his response to the Cardinals, like, yeah, I'm not going to lose another one for failure to act. So, mm -hmm. yes, it wasn't an exorcism, but uh, you know, the placebo effect of it helped this guy. Now, you as someone who's read all his books, has any, anything even close to that been alluded to that he had some kind of past experience he was guilty about? No. Uh, so no. I actually think there is. Um, now, I will, say, I, I will caveat that he's written many books. Mm -hmm. Most of them are in Italian. There's only been like two, three, four that have been translated to English. No, so you've read so, the English ones? Yes. I see. <clears throat> so the one thing that I think they're doing with um, the lady who killed herself is they're referencing something called the disappearance of Emanuela Orlandi. Oh, yeah. The uh, big uh, big scandal, uh, Vatican scandal back in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't what, know about that's this. That's what I think this is. So in 1983, a Vatican schoolgirl went missing, and it supposedly – that she was kidnapped by a gang. She, she of, was a child of a Swiss guard. Am I, am I oh. remembering the story correctly? Okay. She was one of the children of the Swiss guards. And yeah. Do you want to tell the audience who the Swiss guards are for anyone who doesn't know? Uh, if you're ever watching uh, midnight mass from the Vatican or the Easter mass, and you see the guys and the crazy, uh, Pikeman, uh, blue, yeah, and, Pike. blue and yeah, the Pikeman. <laughs> yeah. Those are the Swiss guards and, and they are Swiss. Uh, because the Swiss were famous mercenaries in the Middle Ages. And, of course, the, the Pope didn't just have Vatican City. He had basically Middle Italy. So, Tuscany. Uh, yeah. It's given by Charlemagne. Ah. And uh, so the Swiss were, uh, the, from the Catholic cantons, were hired on to protect the Pope. And uh, did so on many occasions. Um, many of them lost their lives when Napoleon invaded uh, Italy, uh -huh. uh, defending the Pope. So, wow. uh, yeah, so uh, and obviously uh, they're, uh, you know, soldiers like I mean, even though with the, they got the weird outfits, they are trained soldiers and and very good, I'm told, uh, with modern weapons. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, uh, I think after so many years of like two years of service, you're allowed to get married. And of course, your family is going to live in Vatican City. Yeah, this girl was a daughter of one of the Swiss guards, I believe. Mm -hmm. What happened? Uh, she was kidnapped by a gang that <clears> was made <throat> up of Vatican police and foreign diplomats, according to Father Amort. Whoa. Uh, she was murdered and her body was disposed of. Amort claimed that they were kidnapping a lot of Vatican schoolgirls and, like, using them. A cabal of evil, like, guys in the... Yep. The organization. This is this is what Amort said, and her body has never been uncovered, Holy never been smokes. found. And yeah, that's so, dark. So yeah. I think <laughs> I, I'm not sure 100, percent but I believe that is what they're alluding to with Amort. Hmm. Okay. I, I'm not sure, but that's kind of what my interpretation of it was based on my research. That's an interesting take, Brain. Well, that's yeah. something that he would probably feel a little guilty of, mm. you know. 
Sure, he not. had. It seems to me like he had no problem calling out corruption. Yeah. And uh, you know no. things that he saw as as degenerate, like often, like mm-hmm. he hated like Harry Potter and stuff. Yes. He, you know, of all the weird, you know, uh, we talk about you know dabbling in things and um, you know broadcasting uh, openness, right? Yeah. And uh, the ones that once I was like, really that. So he he didn't have a problem with tarot cards. Oh no! To him, to him, yeah, to him that was like huh. ah tarot cards, you know. <laughs> so if you get a tarot reading, who cares? That's that's nonsense. But he hates right? yoga, right? <laughs> now yoga, yoga, you can I, you could make the case for it is it is part of the Hindu religion. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think in America it's been so detached from that. I think at this point, yeah, it's probably when he was but saying it in the eighties, get really freaked out. You know, they're like, you know, there's anything Eastern or, or Asian, I guess. Uh, and they, they, you know, they associate it with Hindu or you start uh, with some other Eastern religion. Kali Ma. Christian. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you start with downward facing Molarong. dog. And the next thing you know, you're, uh, right? you're praising, uh, what's the many armed God Shiva Shiva. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Going to meetings for Moloch. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so they kind of go that and uh, yeah, in America, it's just an exercise, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just stretching people. now. I don't think anyone is associating it with like religion, right. religion yeah. at this point. Right. It's they're like, not, I have a bad back. <laughs> right. They're not doing chants. They're not praying to Hindu gods about it. They're just doing the exercises. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. So um, Harry Potter, which I've, I've read all of them. So, you know, I've, I enjoyed to him. That was like, Oh, what a, what a gateway for, for kids. And I was just like, yeah, I don't think American, American kids see it that way. They're, yeah. American kids aren't going out and buying, you know, uh, the satanic uh, Bible <laughs> yeah. because it's not Harry Potter. Can you I know? make can I make a bit of a counter argument to that? Okay, I think there's a large contingent of young kids in America who probably don't know the the Christmas story, but there's oh. pro- but in every kids bookstore today, you're gonna find books on how to be a witch. So you know maybe he had a little <laughs> something. Now I'm not saying uh, that Harry Potter is that. evil, <laughs> but I would say that was there before Harry Potter. Certain certain bookstores I, I frequent, there was an occult section long before Harry Potter came about. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, evangelical Christians have always been down on fantasy. Uh, yeah, yeah, like they were against Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. sure, right? And the harmlessness. All the nonsense that went on with that in the in the eighties. And if I'm correct, didn't the Pope recently say like you can finally listen to Pink Floyd, or it was the opposite? Pope Benedict, when he first came into office, one of the first things he did was say like Pink Floyd and the Rolling Stones were evil. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know about that. But <laughs> maybe not. I mean, I whiny. Know maybe not role evil. models. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So whiny rock stars. I don't want to say evil. <laughs> so uh, let's let's get back to the movie. Um, sure. So the, the priest, so the a devil. priest comes and like kind of blesses their new home. He's like, "If you guys need me, I'll be around." It's a castle. Yeah, it's like an. Right. Like, I don't think it's a home. I, I think they were renovating it to monastery. Right. It's a monastery. Right. It's, right. it's a monastery, and underneath there are catacombs. Which in Pittsburgh, I've noticed there's a lot of like abandoned churches that became like 
uh, concert venues and there's like a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. I've uh, been to church, church brew works. Is, uh, We've the been there. Food is very good. We went there. Yeah. Uh, good food. Uh, Altar bar was the, was the venue, but I think it's closed. Okay. I, this was like the last time I went to a show there, I think it was like 2017 or 18. I do like how some of the places leave like the stained glass and they kind of have the remnants there, but it's a little off putting to kind of like eat in a church, <laughs> you know, like, like a full meal. It, it makes me yeah. depressed. Like, I mean- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, obviously the numbers aren't there to support right. keeping yeah. these buildings open, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, and you know, what do you do, do with it? Right. Um, it's a beautiful building. I might yeah. as well do something with it. Yeah. Right. Like so, you know, they, they deconsecrate it. They remove most everything. Stained glass is probably the only thing they really can't, mm-hmm. you know, you can't remove it without uh, major expense, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they strip the inside. Uh, the bishop decommissions it. And now, now it's just a bill. Is there a deconsecration ceremony? I think that... Usually they'll have one last mass there. And if there's some special prayer that the bishop says, or they just pull everything out and the bishop says, okay, this, you know, here, pull the altar stone. And now the church is, is no longer a church. Wow. That's, that's interesting. I have a weird question for you. Yeah. I, I know, I know that here in New York, there's this uh, big thing that we're doing where the, uh, the tabernacle where they hold the Eucharist, Oh, yeah. In every church in the city, and possibly the state, they're being moved to the center of the, uh, you know, where the mass takes place. Where the, right. Where they right. used to be off to the side. Right. Is that happening by you as well? Yeah. yeah. What is well, the thinking be, behind that? How, how old are you guys? Uh, you guys 33. Right? 30. Oh, you're 30. younger. So I'm, I'm 51. Mm-hmm. So if you can, so I grew up in the, in the, the direct aftermath of Vatican II, right? So I'm old enough to remember... It, the the tabernacle was still in the center, and then moving it to the side. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was in the center, and then they put it to the side. And the thought was, um, you know, the altar of reservation should be separate from the altar of sacrifice, and uh, you know, your attention should be on the mass being celebrated, not on Jesus in the in the tabernacle. <laughs> they looked at Christ as a distraction. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> it was kind of a silly uh, thing because now in your bigger cathedrals, they uh, the the reservation chapel was like it was a chapel, right? It was a full size uh, room in the cathedral where you had, you know, uh, if you wanted to do Eucharistic devotion, that was a better place for it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to transplant that into little parishes didn't make a ton of sense, but that's the route they went, and now they've kind of seen the foolishness of that, and they're reversing and putting um the tabernacle back in the middle albeit behind uh the altar for the mass it only right? took 40 years <laughs> did they, the, so he went to someplace recently in montreal yeah and did they have that set up like in the center like you said you know i'm not sure uh i, I was recently just the other day up in montreal i went to the uh, the notre dame up there and the saint joseph's oratory but uh, uh, yeah, I, those, I I didn't really take those money. guys are very. Um, what do you want to say? Fastidious about liturgical. Oh yeah, things. Uh, the oratorians. So um, I, I would not be shocked 
at all if they yeah redid well and you know all the ugly churches they built in the 60s and 70s yeah they're sort of being redone made, <laughs> made made to look like a church again you know they went through this odd minimalist yeah uh, a lot a lot of the art up there is art deco and and <laughs> It just doesn't look right. It's very off-putting. <laughs> like I'm not, and I don't hate modern art, but I mean, in a church, just some of it's too, it just doesn't look like anything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too simplistic. And, yeah. When you're in church, you want to look at. We're Catholics. Christ. We're supposed to be gaudy and ridiculous. We like that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brighter colors in my yeah. outfit. Any more brighter colors? It's bigger Italian. Hat. It's Italians, Frenchmen's, and Irish people. Come on. <laughs> bigger the hat, the better. And Spaniards. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, in the house, the new girl starts the the teenage daughter starts smoking. It's revealed that yeah. uh, that she has a dead husband, and now a demon is it's, knocking, trying yeah. to get to her brother. Mm-hmm. It's like there's something in the basement. You yeah. don't know what it is. And then you, you cut back to Russell Crowe riding Russell Crow. on the scooter. Yeah, but he also was offered a cafe latte. <laughs> like Batman. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, cafe latte at this time of day? No, never. I was like, what? <laughs> it's the afternoon. You can have a cup of coffee, dude. Like, it's, not- it's cafe latte, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. So uh, now it's like the mother hears all these noises and stuff. Workers get burnt alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they hit a gas line. Yeah. Yeah. And then a fireball comes and devours them. Yep. And the kid's like having a seizure at this point. It's like, oh, no. Has he already been bewitched by this point? This is when it happens. This is when it happens. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I guess like the explosion kind of like released something. Yes, I, I it released know. the evil the beneath. Evil. Yes. Yeah. At least that's what it represented, I assumed. And now the hospital says the boy has psychosis Yeah. and the sister is all messed up. And the boy has like hate breed style scars on him. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I think it literally yeah. says like hate breed on him or hate. It carved hate, hate. in his stomach okay, yeah. and it tried grabbing the mom's It's a big tit. Jamie Josta fan. Yeah. <laughs> Try grabbing the mother's tit like baby's hungry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very the, weird. Yeah, <laughs> Very the, weird. The baby yeah. said the baby, the demon says, get me the priest. So she gets the priest that was there earlier. And he gets yeah. exploded. exploded. He gets thrown across the room. And they're like the wrong priest. This was the kid was just a fan of the band Slayer. That's all. That's all. <laughs> so now Russell Crowe meets the Pope, and this is 1987. So is this John Paul in Franco 19- Nero Pope? Yes, Franco Nero is the Pope, which I loved. <laughs> I love spaghetti westerns. He's uh Django in like the original Django movie. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. He's an awesome spaghetti western actor. But who is Pope in 1987? John Paul. So he's second. supposed John to. Paul. So he's supposed to be Pope John Paul. He looks II. nothing like him. Yeah. And isn't Pope John Paul the second Polish? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so they cast an Italian. Italian as hell. <laughs> yeah. He could have played the Pope or a mobster. Either one would work. <laughs> so. Well, you know, he's now like, he's Gabriel gets sent to. He's like, this Abbey has long been a problem. You got to go take care yeah. of this. There's some evil there. Yep. And it seems like the papacy is already aware of what's underneath the church. Like, that's the implication, yeah. right? Well, hey, like, movie movie guys love the idea of a church being built over a portal to hell. Yeah. yeah. That seems to be a recurring theme in a lot of uh, supernatural uh, movies like this. And it's just like, yeah, that's. <laughs> Again, hell, hell, 
there's not any place on earth you're gonna like move a rock and oh there's hell <laughs> how do you know maybe we just haven't dug deep enough <laughs> you know, just magma because hell's a state of the soul not a right. physical place exactly right? yeah. sure yeah <laughs> So yeah, these, these portal type things are, are always. There's no cave like, like Dante's Inferno where I'm just gonna walk in until, until you fall into Centralia and suddenly into there's a lake the, of fire. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Centralia mine fire. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, where are we? The river sticks in the cat hills. <laughs> oh, so Russell Crowe arrives and the young priest is like all impressed, and Russell Crowe goes to the boy. And he's like, you're afraid of Jesus. And, like, you know, he's doing typical movie exorcist stuff, mm-hmm. holding the cross and all yes. that. Yeah, yeah. Well, he holds this uh, this symbol, like a pendant, in front of the kid's face. Yeah. It's and a metal St. Benedict. Saint, there you go. So as he now, moves it, what, you who can is see, Saint like, Benedict? the demon eye follow. And it's like, oh, this is an actual demon. Like, if that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. it's not a demon. Now, who is St. Benedict? Yeah. Well, so St. Benedict is basically the founder of monasticism in the western side of the church. Okay. Um, Monte Cassino. Monte Cassino, yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, Abbot, first Abbot in the western half of the church, uh, you know, founds, it basically founds monasticism right in, in Italy. Uh, it was, you know, it existed in, in the east, of course, in the Egyptian deserts. And, uh, was that Saint Augustine? Uh, St. Paul. St. Uh. Paul the Hermit, St. Anthony uh, the Great, mm-hmm. kind of founded. Uh, Egyptian style monasticism, and of course Saint Basil uh, the Great uh, is the founder of uh, Cenobitic monasticism in in uh, the Byzantine Church. Uh, so uh, Benedict's the father of monasticism in the West, uh, and that's Saint Vincent Abbey. If you uh, are familiar, you know the School of Steelers training camp is that's mm-hmm. the Benedictine monastery. <laughs> wait, they, we- wait, the training camp is at a monastery, the Steelers. The training camp is held at a monastery, yes. That's why they've won so many Super Bowls. I gotta get the Jets <laughs> over and play on some Power holy ground. And maybe I could see one before I die. And poor poor St. Saint, Saint Benedict, we blew up his monastery in World War II. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah Monte, Monte, Monte Cassino was heavily damaged. Monte Cassino is the first, uh, like he said, the first Western monastery in Italy. And uh, there were reports that the Germans had set up artillery positions in the monastery. So rather than assault it, they just bombed it from the air and uh-huh. it's it's messed up. We're a, we're a Protestant nation. <laughs> I, I think I actually think um, a lot of that is what contributed to in Vietnam when they refused to damage like historical buildings. And okay. Stuff. Like uh, the old city in yeah, Saigon and things like that. Now, is there there, there weren't uh, guns at Monte Cassino, were there? Right. Well, that's right. that. W- some people will tell you there were, like the militarists, and then everyone else in the world with that isn't a uh, flag waving <laughs> guy is like, no, the Germans weren't there. <laughs> now, is there a particular reason why it would be a Saint Benedict medallion? Like, is he like known for being like a demon fighter or something? He was. Uh, okay. So he was an exorcist himself, and the medal um, that um, Russell Crowe has uh, that he has there. If you pull, if you got a, there are letters all over it. Okay. And uh, there are actually exorcism prayers on the medal itself. Okay. Um. So uh, exorcists have found it very uh, useful. You got one. 
Oh yeah. If if you ever listened to my uh, first time on TSD, I gave uh, I, I put one in with the Prussian skull. Uh, along with exercise salt, just in case. <laughs> and I gave all the guys the St. Benedict medal. I think Walt still wears his. Get him, you got yours on? Get him uh, is not in the out. room. So yeah. I'll ask and, him you know, after. Get him went to St. Vincent. Get him went to St. Vincent Sarge Abbey's college. Okay. So he First should know. Semester or two. There you go. All right. So I, you should buy that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to retract this. So now I love this where the demon is <clears> like, what are you afraid of, priest? And he's like, France winning the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know you're a sports fan too, Fatherland, so I know you can uh, relate. You're like, appreciate that. yeah, the Flyers winning the <laughs> Flyers winning the Stanley Cup or the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. And this is where he kind of meets uh, the villain, really, because he realizes, okay, he sees the eye. He's like, oh, my God, this is this is the real thing this time. And he knows his name. He knows his sins. And he coughs up a red bird. And he, he yeah. he's freaked out. He, he tells the mother, he's like, if I leave, this child's going to die. The demon's going to take the child's life. Mm-hmm. Now, I've, I haven't read too much about actual exorcisms, but uh, we did do the movie The Exorcism of Emily Rose where it did kill, yeah. the, kill her. Um, and, of course, there's speculation between the two. Uh, and I'm curious, are, do you know any stories that kind of led to, to that that might have not have been heard as much about? Because there's a popular one like that, but I'm sure it has happened before where maybe the exorcism went too far and, you know, you lost. The- there was a case. It wasn't a Catholic. It was an Orthodox exorcism in Romania. And I think there's a documentary about this. Uh, but, you know, the, so, again, we were talking about superstition and, um, you know, so like the monastery and priests involved weren't, you know, very superstitious still, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and so they ended up crucifying, uh, I, I think it was a nun wow. who was, and of course she, she passed away, unfortunately. And, uh, there was a lot of hullabaloo about that. That was, was this uh, communist? This was right after the fall of communism. So this, I think would have been in the nineties, early two thousands. Mm. Wow. Uh, so yeah, like they were doing stuff that, you know, in the Catholic church, if you're going to do an exorcism, you know, you got to have a priest consulted, a psychologist consulted. Oh, they crucified a nun as a. During this exorcism. Oh, like, my God. Exercise her. <laughs> they crucified her and it ended up, you wow. know, killing her. Uh, so, yeah, it was really. But that was not quite stigmata. Doing it, not the demon. No, <laughs> no that was just <laughs> Father Lance, yeah. I'm always I'm yeah. always amazed by this. Have you heard? Yeah. Um. I've heard that in the Philippines around Easter, people like crucify themselves out of devotion. Yeah. Yeah. The church church has told them to stop doing it, but they still do it. Yeah, I know. They still do it. Which is, that's crazy, right? Like, I I will say, I mean, it is, there is a history of things like they do it. um, If you can, if it can be done, you can call it doing it safely. I mean, they do it. So there's not going to be permanent damage. They they use like rope. Well, no, they put nails through their hands, oh. but they don't. I think under their their feet, they're supported so that you know, the crucifixion effect doesn't happen. Okay. And they're only and they're only up there for a short time. I don't I don't think they're up there three hours or anything. I think they they're up there for a few minutes and take them down. Yeah, that's that's a little extreme for my taste. It, yeah. it reminds me of almost like uh, when you hear stories about during the Black Plague, the the flagellants. Mm-hmm. Do you remember these? Oh guys? yeah. They would they would whip themselves yeah, with the, scourges. As yeah, just like yeah. 
penance. <laughs> yeah, I remember that guy in uh, the Dan Brown books. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that, that's a real thing. That, yeah. that, that thought, the thing is, that's the Opus Day. Yeah. Oh, people do that. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a little nutty. You know, you're back. Uh, I kind of would understand more. Your thigh, though, you hit the wrong artery. You're out. You're out. You're, you're not making it. So <laughs> they practiced. So, <laughs> so there's a line where he says, um, "Demons have hierarchy." Is that true? Is there like a hierarchy among demons? You know, that's are really, they that are they that efficient? Like there's a chain of command, middle, like the military. Yeah, <laughs> middle middle age grimoires and that that sort of thing. And well, and actually, uh, from the Jewish Kabbalah, I think kind of presents that as well. Uh, so you, there is a little bit of history of, you know, there is, you know, some sort of order and and ranking and authority among the demons themselves. Uh, which, if you accept, you know, the, the, like the the classical hierarchy of the angels, right? Nine choirs, and each one has a has a duty, and mm. some are over others, you know. But I, I think I am the seraphim. It's like the, yeah. the opposite, <laughs> right? If there's if there's ranks of angels, there's got to be ranks of demons. It's like right paired. Can, can I? Because uh, whatever, whatever de- demon was an angel, right? So it, yeah, it, that demon was from one of those hierarchy, from one of those orders. Mm. So how do, how does the playbook of how to combat you know this type of thing, demons and such? How does that come into being? How do you come up with a strategy? You know, obviously this is something that's been going on a very long time. But where do you where do you think like the the tactics? Of like knowing Violent what to ever. do, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, you know. Of course, there's the ritual for the exorcism, the Roman ritual, right? Uh-huh. And it has. Do you think that has roots? You want to say uh, a foreword and explanatory notes, and does that does that have roots in like maybe pre-Christian tradition, like with the the Roman gods and things like that? Uh, I don't. I'm not familiar with that. I don't know if the pagans. Seems to me like with the Oracle of Delphi, they sought to be, um, you know, influenced, influenced or huffing volcanic miasma spirits, right? <laughs> to, to, to give, you know, so that's how they gave their prophecies, right? They were sure in a state of an altered state. What mm-hmm. what caused it? I you know, I couldn't say, but um, yeah, certainly. I mean, with, with demons and they like the Sumerians almost sure. like worship them right right yeah. well the idea well this goes back you know to the exorcist right um um the oh, demon that's there right right right, right. what was his pazuzu. name yeah pazuzu uh, is pazuzu, sumerian right? he's uh sumerian and he was like and if you're again if you're familiar with demonic like lilith uh, right the uh queen the of sumerian hell right? lilith, the sumerian lilith right who's the uh um uh, you like steals children out of their cribs at night. Like she's your classic night witch type mm-hmm. thing. Pazuzu was supposed to be the protector against her. That's why you had this frightening image of this, you know, this guy with, well, you know what Pazuzu looked like in the exorcist. So, okay. <clears throat> um, so he was like the, the counteract to keep Lilith away from your, your babies. Mm. Wow. Good guy. Interesting. Yeah, so this was not all bad. <laughs> <laughs> Good guy. So uh, now we get to the part where we find out that the young priest has sex. 
<laughs> and, yeah. and Russell Crowe has to absolve him of this. Yeah. yeah. That I've never seen um one of these movies put such an emphasis on the importance of uh, confession. And I th- I thought that was great. Like it was just so Catholic. <laughs> well, you you messaged after and you said this is the most trad Catholic movie you've ever seen. Yes, yeah. there was a lot of little things, and I'm forget. I'm sure I'm going to forget some of them, but there were there were little little like nods to things throughout the movie. Well, he says like Latin mass is yeah. More he powerful. was talking about Latin mass, which is a, I think that's a knock on Vatican II, and certainly because it seems like they're trying to stop Latin mass from happening these days. Yeah, he's like, do you know any prayers uh, in Latin? <laughs> it yeah. made a, a complete. Well, you know, it's not. The thing with that, it's not the, it's, it's the people that promote it are also the same ones that, you know, from the day Francis stepped out in the balcony, there have been people in the church that like had it out for him. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, because I've, I've, I've witnessed it myself, people like, oh my God, you know, we're ruined, ruined, you know, church been infiltrated. <laughs> you know, because because right. Francis was Pope. And I'm like, what are you ta- He didn't do anything yet. What are you talking about? And then you, then you, you know, read a little bit in the guy, he, I mean, he's what I would want. You know, he was a man of the people. We rode the bus. He didn't put on airs. Okay. Maybe he wasn't the best liturgist, but you know, I think he's gotten definitely, definitely better since he's, he's been Pope. I mean, I don't see any sloppy liturgies at, at the Vatican since he's been involved, but this idea that, uh, especially, especially when Benedict was still alive, there are these people that were like, you know, it definitely looked fishy. It looked fishy the way he stepped down. I mean, how many times has that happened in history? Oh, not often. But well, here's the thing. At least this is what, uh, you know, a lot of people make, uh, you know, a couple years before he actually stepped down, he was at the uh, great, uh, or I should say the crypt, right, of the, the last pope to step down, Celestine. Uh, I can't remember the number. And he laid his pallium, he laid it on his which uh so i don't know, you know what the pope that is. looks like uh, if you the pope looks like every other bishop right uh but archbishops and the pope wear this special uh it's an extra stole on top of everything else it's white and has black crosses on it, it hangs down in front mm-hmm. so that's that, was that symbolic of something I, I would say it was symbolic symbolic of him going to lay down the papacy like celestine did mm-hmm Right. So uh, a little hint, nod to the people. Right. I think what it was is, and if you've read any of the stuff about the conclave that elected Benedict and, you know, campaigning isn't supposed to go on, uh, but it did. Uh, and Benedict can't pay for himself and he got elected. And don't get me wrong. I think he's a holy guy, but he was not the guy. And he realized it. Uh, the he did not. He's a scholar. And a prayerful guy, he's not an administrator. Now, the same could be said for uh, St. John Paul. He was not an administrator. Mm-hmm. He was a, a, an artist. He was a poet. He was a scholar. Uh, he was a prayerful guy. He was not an administrator. He handed all that off. And I think that's why the church got into the mess it, it did, because he wasn't making these decisions, guys under him. Well, certainly yeah. the bureaucracy was doing... Right, everything it could. Very bad stuff. Build the church <laughs> from, from from right from any anything that could hurt it, and it and you know, paradoxically enough, that's what hurt it. Right, right. Instead of dealing with it, saying this happened, we got to fix this. 
Let's it hide got, it. It got brushed. We up can't the rug. let the church's image be tarnished, and it got tarnished. Oh, beyond beyond they could have ever maybe worse than ever it ever has. And in the movie, I love that this is a little later. Basically, they say anything bad the church has ever done was the work of Satan subverting the church. So they're like, there is a little bit of of that implication. They're like Spanish Inquisition. That was just Satan, like in control of the church at that moment. They're like the the sex stuff. You know, they're like, that was Satan, like uh, infiltrating the church. Right. Well, in one hand, right. It's a cop out. Right. Because it's like, oh, it's the devil's fault. On the other hand, it's very honest. It is. Yeah. You know, (laughs) no, I'm not saying Satan possessed people, but certainly, you know, the horrors of the Inquisition. Or the horrors that led to the abuse scandal. You know, the abuse scandal lies to me in the fact if you know anything about how seminaries work, is like you're a, you're a kid in junior high, and you say, oh, I think I want to be a priest. You got shipped off to an all boys preparatory school to prep you for seminary, right? Then you entered seminary while you were in college. You did. You got your degree, and then you went on to even more seminary. So your whole sexual development area has been cut off from contact with fe- with females, right? And you're told, well, you're going to be priest, you're going to be celibate. So their whole sexual um, maturation is screwed up. Sure. Is it any any wonder that they started having sex among themselves? And, you know, and molesting each other and then molesting other kids because we know molesters grow up. All right. So the people that were molested grow up to be molesters often enough. This goes into so, what we were talking about earlier with. Yeah, uh, so is there any 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 shock uh, that that this uh, that when, when it comes out that this occurred? Yeah, we, we took we took young boys, stuck them in an all boys school, told them not to think about girls. I mean, come on. Yep. <laughs> and it's, you know the church has a hard time still dealing with this because yeah uh as we're me and anthony were talking beforehand about the, the synod and will they uh you know ease up on the celibacy and um pretty yeah, pretty much priests getting married is on the table do they, you think they have, they have a hard time dealing with uh sexuality mm. do you think that we could see that change come because that would be priests getting married huge be right. ra- I, extremely I, I don't see how we can't because you know the seminaries you know aren't we're losing more than we're ordaining every year so if the church is what it procl- you know if, if the things you proclaim are important uh do you part with one little tradition which is celibacy to maintain all the others which is hey we, we get together on Sundays to worship God. This this is what he commanded us to do. This is what we need to do. We're trying to save souls. We need, yeah. we need people to do it. Um, so do we hold on to celibacy as, as the church disappears for, for lack of people willing to do it? Or do we open up and say uh, the time has come to allow married guys and let's see how that goes for a while. Lose the battle to win the war. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, as far as I know, this is really just a Catholic thing because my uncle's married and he's a pastor. So, yeah, uh, yeah nobody. Well, the, the Orthodox allowed married priests, but they still have a strong monastic tradition. OK. Um, and to be a bishop, you have to be from the ranks of the monks, although they don't have a celibate diocesan priesthood. 
like the Roman church does. That's what's kind of unique about the Roman church is that non-monastics were required to be celibate. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I think we're going to see it. I think it's going to happen. And an interesting thing about this movie's production, um, it was actually kind of uh, a reverend uh, who kind of spearheaded it. He worked at um, Loyola Marymount University, which I think is a Catholic university, right? Yep. Yep. So he ended up getting the rights and he said he wanted to see a priest shown in a positive light after they've been vilified for so long. Mm -hmm. And he said, it's good to see a priest talking about prayer, forgiveness, God's love. And on top of all that, vanquishing demons. It feels good to finally see a priest it, as a it hero. Was, it was so refreshing. And he was, he was <laughs> if, if you haven't seen it, another one I would recommend is The Right. Oh, oh yeah. good movie. With Anthony yeah. Hopkins. Yeah. That was probably the best. I felt exorcist movie I, I've I've seen. When's that? Even, like it still went. It's recent. You know, it's still, it's still a little over dramatic, but uh, <laughs> just the, just the psychology of it. You know, the young priest questioning his calling. Mm-hmm. The old priest, uh, again, kind of the, the one he lost, haunting him. Yeah. Um, and the right still stuck true to the horror aspect as well. Like it's still a horror movie, but it's still oh, had yeah. some good some good uh uniqueness to it that i like i like that movie better than the exorcist itself yeah i like the right better so they find like the seal of the vatican yeah in like a well yeah yeah and the, there's like a crucifix upside down which, father is a he's got his work cut out which for i thought a crucifix upside down is not necessarily evil i thought it's like the symbol of saint peter correct saint peter was crucified, crucified upside, upside down, down. by so, choice so this, yeah, because he the wasn't Pope, worthy to be crucified like Jesus, right? And you'll often see uh, some, uh, you know, super uh, anti-Catholic Protestants will, because uh, there there is a couple of the Pope's uh, chairs that have St. Peter's cross on it. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, look, look, that's that <laughs> cross. He's the Antichrist. <laughs> you know, and it's like, no. No, they just like black metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They stick with St. Peter's horns cross and... has been around for a long time. <laughs> it's not necessarily evil, though, right? Right. No, no it's just no. St. Peter requested to be crucified upside down uh, because he felt unworthy to be crucified in the same manner as Christ. And, like, I find it funny that his symbol for, like, you know, a lot of people is <laughs> yeah. just pure evil now. Yeah. Nice of the Romans to uh, listen to, to grant his request. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, we'll do well, it. I don't know. Maybe, they're like, hey, maybe this will be worse. Huh? You know. <laughs> like, Have you ever seen one like that? I haven't. Let's, let's give it a try. <laughs> I got to say, though, uh, the demon. It has some good quips in this. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> he was cursing oh. out the father. I made me laugh. I'm gonna fuck you, father. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is brutal. Danny say something about have you ever come, father? Something, <laughs> something like that. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, he's. Oh, making he said. Him... He said, I'm gonna fuck you and make you hate yourself for <laughs> yeah. coming. Yeah. So brutal. <laughs> was he Mike Tyson? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although that was that that was kind of stolen. Uh, if if you've ever read the book Hostage to the Devil. Uh, by Father Malachi Martin, and he talks about now. There are people that say, you know, Father uh, Martin was full of it or whatever. But so he wrote this book, supposedly of exorcisms he had participated in, and that was one of the things that had happened to him. He was the demon like assaulted him all at once. So he like threw him against the wall, crushed him, made him come, wow, uh, like shit himself. 
like everything all at once. Now was this that happened to my friend? Or? He was he was puking and shitting at the same time, and then he reversed. <laughs> oh, roll reverse! He did a roll reverse. <laughs> now most people would say that's torture by a demon, but Ant just says that's his average Wednesday night. <laughs> so um, Russell Crowe, you know, he finds out that there's Spanish Inquisition graves at this site, and he finds yeah. this ancient door where there's like a caged person and stuff. And the Pope has a letter. And now the Pope in the movie has a heart attack and starts spitting right? blood. As he's reading, as he's reading the, uh, yeah. So is he the, reading some of that point. Yeah. Yeah. He's reading the letter. Yeah. Reading yeah. the history also of the, of, of the, the monastery. It's like, Oh, this is actually a, de- a demon. It's not like some, something fake. Yeah. And, uh, the catacomb had a, that cage was a failed exorcism. Yes. Yeah. And there was an right. iron maid in there. Yeah. And, <laughs> Bruce and, Dickinson was hanging out. <laughs> and now it's it's revealed in the movie that the devil caused the Inquisition. Yes. And yeah. Like yeah. And now both kids are possessed and their plan. The demon's plan is to everything just keeps getting ratcheted yeah. and ratcheted. and ratcheted. <laughs> yeah. The demon's plan is to raise an entire army yeah. using the church. Yeah, like destroy the well, church. Well, he wants to out. infiltrate the church. Yeah. yeah, and it says its name is Osmedius or Osmodius. Osmodius. Yeah, which is like a king of. Is that demons. a real uh, demon? Fatherland? I mean, it's certainly, it's certainly one from the, uh, you know, the, the Grimoire of Demons. I mean, he's in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Does I don't know that the church attaches any uh, names. Significant. Well, the thing during exorcism, they do ask for a name. Uh, I don't know that we care what the name is or we, uh, again, like. You That's know, such if, a significant he, part of all these movies. Yeah. If he said, <laughs> well, because I, I think they don't, you know, they, it seems like all of them, they know just, you know, they like skim through the ritual or they look and, you know, they do and they don't really delve into what what is going on or, you know, uh-huh. so, they, so you get a lot of, um, you know, it's it's 90 percent right, but 10 percent wrong type of stuff and um so yeah in a in a full-blown exorcism case that you know requesting the name uh is one of the main things you know you have you know why this is but you know the exorcists say you find out its name then you have a lot more control over it yeah that's in every movie so that Um, actually comes from something real then slightly I guess. Oh yeah, for the ritual that yeah, you're definitely asking the demon to reveal its name. Yeah. Huh. So but I don't think any actress is gonna be like, oh, it's Asmodeus. So no <laughs> yeah. just, now you have a name. And some of the names I, you know, the names aren't always from the grimoire, they're they're other things. Is it ever know? one where it's like Bill. my name is John? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh no, well, I don't know, but I'm what I'm I think it might have been from uh, Hostage to the Devil. Uh, Mr. Mr. Pongo or Mr. Pogo or something okay. was the demon that was afflicting Mr. the one person. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like, what was what was the one in uh, oh, in The Exorcist? Pazuzu, right? Well, but what was the girl calling him? It's oh, Captain Howdy. Captain Howdy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it could be something goofy even, but um, 
Yeah. So I'm assuming in the fake ones, everyone's just like, tell him your name. It's like, I'm Lucifer. And like, that's like right. their go-to. Yeah. You know? Well, right. The, the fake guy in the beginning was Legion, right? Yeah. Legion. Legion. Which, uh, as far the as... He, he, he threw a couple out there. Yeah. As far as I know, and Legion is something that kind of always fascinates me as far as demons. Legion is several demons that are put together and that like makes up Lucifer or something like that. I'm always I'm always confused by it. I just think there were many uh, like from the biblical. There were just many demons in the God. OK. Right. Yeah, I'm a Legion. Legion of demons. Yeah. OK, I see. So well, the, we found out it's Osmodius. And the demon's yeah. plan is to use the father to get into the church yep. so yeah. he can possess the right. Pope and do fucked up shit. Take, take the church down from the inside. Yes. Yeah. And it flashes back to 1942 where Father Amort is fighting the fascists in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. And this is real. He, he yeah. was a freedom fighter, mm-hmm. you know? And it, this, like, all the, I guess his troop or friends whatever he grew his group he was with all of them get gunned down and he pretends he's dead and he was spared yes and he got away and that's what he was like oh i have to he's got like survivor's guilt for survivor's guilt i have to be like save people which again I don't, yeah. have you ever seen the uh, exorcist prequels uh yes i did which, which is an amazing thing because they made the same cast there were one cast made two movies are you aware of this is uh, one's I, called dominion the prequel, The Exorcist, and the other one's called. In like the 2000s, right? They're in like Egypt or right, something. Right. Yeah, I saw those movies and I can't recall them at all right now. But I did <laughs> but that see was them. One of the things, right? Father, Father Mark, Merrick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Father Merrick. Uh, he had to pick who the Nazis were going to shoot. Right. The Nazis were like, Oh yeah. If you don't yeah. pick somebody, we're going to kill everybody. Yeah. So we had to start picking. So I thought, Yeah, yeah you stole from. He stole from stole. from the, the exorcist, <laughs> <laughs> but he was. I mean, it, he was. A it was the guy's fighter. life. He was. He was. A, he was a uh, rebel, a, a resistance fighter. Wow! Right in Italy, when the Germans invaded. Right, right. I now, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but like he makes that catacomb explode again, and they yes. have to go into it, which looks like a den of Cthulhu. It's like there's water and there's like there's like, you know right. what I'm talking about? Like, it looks yeah, very yeah. like creepy. It looks like something from Diablo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's like there's stone pillars and some carvings and looks that, a little strange. And there's a throne, right? With the, the abbots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which sitting on the throne. Yeah. He, apparently it was the most famous exorcist. Yeah. Like or something like that. And time, there's this yeah. Bible and they read it and it's like, oh, this is actually a portal to hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They get like info off him. I forgot yeah, exactly yeah. how it goes down. He's holding his journal and um I actually have it here somewhere. Yeah. Uh it talks about multiple possessions from one demon. So like this demon is now not only possessing the boy, it's possessing the girl. It's trying to it, it's a powerful demon that they it's have getting like with. everybody, yeah. 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 And you know, they do like the final exorcism. And now the other priest who it's been revealed has had an affair gets absolved by um, Father Amor. Yeah. And they do a real confession. They do a real confession and they have their final. And he confesses final. himself about the girl he was guilty of. Yes. They both confess and he's like, all right, I have to go. Now get they're po- clean. I have to go get possessed by the demon to save the family. The family. Right. And he goes and he has the guy leave. Amort gets possessed. The Jesus statue in the Vatican starts bleeding. 
Yes. Because yep. right. it's, it's you And know, the Pope, like, almost dies. the American yeah. Cardinal, right? That's when the American Cardinal <laughs> yeah. freaks out. He's yes. like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's real. I actually don't believe in this. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone, uh, sorry. So now the Virgin Mary thing and uh, Russell Crowe tries to kill self and he fails. Yeah, the rope breaks. Yeah. <laughs> Oh As, yeah. Asmodeus is like, nope, we're going yep. to we're going to the Vatican. <laughs> and now Russell Crowe like sits in this cool chair. Yeah. He's in like I, a throne. I really like this next scene. This whole thing was so insane. So insane. <laughs> you see the holy mother appear. Yes. And yes. you're like, no way. It's this like, is oh happening. man, she's interceding. And then it's like, yep. it's like oh, nope. it's a fake out. It's a demon. <laughs> no, it's the chick who ate the cardinal. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Cardinal a Bird, right? Bloody right. naked woman, and they're fighting, and it's like this is this. It is just chaos. keeps going chaos. more and more nuts. Yeah, and then there's an explosion of blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it went from an exorcist movie to just something completely yeah. out of the out of but the realm of reality. But it's literally they defeat everything, all of this evil yeah. happening. The two the two priests by just praying. Yes. And they, using Latin mass, yes. the power of prayer. <laughs> the power of Latin prayer. Yep, yep. And they just crush the devil, and that's it. They win. It was, so awesome. was like, Did you guys see The Nun 2? Uh, I just yeah. did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, two, uh, the two chicks, so they're in a winery, or a wine cellar, I should say. Yep. And it, it's been spilled, and uh, the, the, the devil nuns, you know, kicking everybody's ass. And, the, you know, the, the, the sister remembers, oh, we, we killed it with the blood of Christ last time. So she sticks her hand into the wine puddle and recites, you know, the consecration for mass. Yes. And, and then. Oh, the, my uh, God. So now, now all the wine all over the floor is the blood of Christ. And it's all holy. Gets, yep. gets on the demon and blows her up. Yeah. Oh, they, that's funny. They use the sacrament crazy. as a weapon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to kill a demon. <laughs> now, they send this demon back to hell. Yeah, right. explodes in blood, and it's and awesome. It explodes in blood. It's so gory and ridiculous. And then, and you that's think not, it's going to get That's topped. not the craziest you part of the movie. It's done. <laughs> and then it, it just wait, goes wait. even further. Wait, Father Sullivan, the American, is sent to Guam. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go live in the third world, liberal. <laughs> <laughs> So now we get to the part where they find that there's like this is the Christian vault with like all these old. Well, texts. they have to do like a report. They have to do like, <laughs> like what paperwork, happened. Paperwork. Yeah. And they get there. These these two priests just beat Osmodius, the king of demons, <laughs> and not a single person gives a flying fuck. <laughs> it's just it's just day to day like another, operation. Yeah. Another day at the office. Let's <laughs> let's go to our giant Men in Black like, office. Right? Wait, what did you say, Father Lane? Like, uh, the Black Cardinal was right. That, well, there's 194 more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just as bad as this one. Except challenge. And, well, like, and they, he, he gets on his Vespa, and there they go. <laughs> Time for a franchise. <laughs> Let's go to hell. They, they literally have the office from Men in Black. Yes. They're just yes. like... <laughs> And then the end says, like, these books are good. He wrote, <laughs> yeah. Father yeah. Amor died in, like, good. 2016. He wrote many good books. Yes. The books are good. Yes. <laughs> I got to say. And that's that it. Was, that's the we, we didn't use any of them to make this movie. But. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly, I don't know how real this is. This is based off two books in particular of his, which I want to get the names. Um 
this should is be an exorcist tells his story. An exorcist yeah. tells his story and an exorcist more stories by stories. Father Gabriel yeah. Amort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing like that movie. <laughs> yeah, loosely taken. Very but loose. apparently they're working on a sequel and there's going to be a franchise of these with. No way, really. Yeah, yeah which I am. I can't for. wait. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much you could possibly. Is Russell Crowe coming back? He's at least in the sequel. <laughs> Thank yes. God. Well, they, no, they said he dies at the end. No, he no, didn't. no. He I goes thought... out to fight more demons at the end. Well, no, they say no, he they... died in our time, but the, the, it's our time down here. It takes place in 1987. Oh, well, the movie, the movie was 87. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you have, you know, for we got a lot of years. Yeah, you have from 87 to like 2016. Uh, 94 more demons to go. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna be so many. I hope they do 194 of these, like, and I hope they get progressively cheaper and shittier. You know where it's well, like that's really inevitable, cheap. isn't it? He's in like an empty room. It's like, yeah, go away, demon. <laughs> the last one is just that that documentary. Yeah, <laughs> put it out there, again. Christine. And right, right, and then you know they 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 pick Russell Crowe, right? Who could not be any more uh, un un unlike. The actual father. He looks nothing yeah. like him. Yeah. He's a little, little bald Italian dude. <laughs> yeah. uh, not the least good looking or. No. Well, well we, we, every time I've ever seen him, he's, he's in his nineties. So <laughs> I gotta say he did. He was fantastic in this. Russell Crowe. I, I really I loved liked, him. I liked his performance <laughs> a lot. <laughs> he seems like a good guy. I mean, I, I don't know the man, obviously. He's calmed down a lot. But his inter, yeah. like just from watching interviews with him, he seems like a decent fella. Wasn't he like running around beating people up for a while? Sure, <laughs> yeah. I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> like, you want to fight? <laughs> South Park had that I great guarantee you. Even, uh, yeah. Just okay. everywhere he went. You were the gladiator. We're fighting. He just took it <laughs> off. He's like, fine. You got it. So, uh, Father Lance, <laughs> we have uh, a couple more orders of business, but one of them is uh, I had Anthony des- design a quiz, oh. uh, a Catholic quiz, and okay. – I am going to he's going to ask ask me questions and I'm going to provide the answers and you determine if I could pass for a Catholic or not. <laughs> OK. All right. A demon. Now, what, you what, are in keep in mind, <laughs> when I wrote these these questions, all you did was say, make Catholic trivia questions. You're about to get no you're about to just so be gone. You're I made done. I made some trivia questions. OK. Some of them are more history than 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 okay. uh, scripture. You but. can ask me some like philo- philosophical questions, if any. Come um, mind. So here here all we right. go. Here's the first one. OK. In 325. <laughs> Church leaders gathered in the city of Nicaea under the the direction of the Roman emperor to organize conflicting doctrine into a profession of the faith, the result of which was the Nicaean Creed. Who was that Roman emperor? (laughs) What does that have to do with the religion? (laughs) A lot, actually. The Nicaean Creed is the most important prayer. Is that that Augustine? No, that's not an emperor. Who is it? It was, uh, well, Father Lance, do you know the answer? (laughs) <laughs> I want to say Constantine, but I want to say Constantine was dead. Constantine is correct. It was Constantine. Constantine's correct. Yes. Okay. Go. All right. Uh, number two. Off to a great start. Yeah. <laughs> in Catholicism, there are seven holy sacraments that a person may partake in throughout their life okay. that act as a mystical channel of divine grace through Christ. I want you to name five of them. <laughs> okay. I could do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is baptism. Sure. That's one. One. Uh, confirmation. Two. Communion. Three. Three. Uh, marriage. Four. And Four. death. 
right? No. Isn't that like uh, last rights? That would be five. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I mean. Well, the last rites contain one of the sacraments, but the last rites are actually several sacraments administered together. So Anointing of the sick. So you're being... still at four. <laughs> and I've heard that there's, I've heard there's, um, like, that there are two that regular people can't get. It's uh, when you get into like uh, uh, when you get in, not sainthood when you get into the clergy. It's called holy orders. Holy orders. Mm, yes. Holy orders. And uh, I think you got all of them. I would give him that. Yeah, I would give him that. That's a good one. Yeah, he got it. All right. Good. Good. All right. Number three. All right. In an event known as the transfiguration of Christ, Jesus went to the top of a mountain with the disciples Peter, James, and John. While there, Christ transformed into a radiant figure, and a voice from heaven proclaimed him the Son of God. Two figures from the Old Testament were also present at this event. One of them is the prophet, Eli- prophet Elijah, who is the second. Okay. So two Old Testament figures show up at this thing. Yes, a couple of Jews. All right, one is Elijah. <laughs> yes. Real quick, is it an angel or is it like... It's a real person. It's a real person. We're a person that lived. I'm going to go... I'm going to say Joshua. Father Lance, you know the right answer. Moses. Moses is correct. Really? Yes. Uh, I wasn't expecting <laughs> Moses. Right, that's, right. that's such the obvious one that I thought it couldn't be that. Right. Keep in mind, I wanted you to be able to get these. <laughs> All right. Number four. During the Middle Ages, the church received large amounts of criticism over a practice that involved the loved ones of a deceased person paying sums of money to the church for the purpose of buying that person passage out of purgatory and into heaven. This practice is known as the sale of what? Oh, I've heard this too. Um, Hold on. Repeat that last part again. Uh, this practice is known as the sale of what? <laughs> it's it, they're they're selling passage out of purgatory into heaven. What is that called? Is it? It's not. Is it indulgences? That is correct. Okay. Ah, Very good, Brian. Got it. Okay. All right. Number five. The United States is generally thought of as a Protestant country. However, Catholicism is the first Christian religion practiced within the current borders of the USA. What city has the honor of hosting that first congregation? Keep in, uh, here's a hint. It's the oldest city in America. Wait, so you're saying that Catholicism was in? In the current borders of the United uh, States. Ah, okay. This is a trick question. Mm-hmm. The answer is in Florida. That is correct. And what is the city? I believe St. Augustine. That's it, Brian. Very hey. good. Okay. Hey. All right. Number six. Christ's crucifixion, having happened at the time of Passover, it was customary for the Roman gover- governor, Pontius Pilate, to release one prisoner to the crowd to be pardoned for his crimes. Barabbas. And <laughs> Barabbas. He got it. Didn't even have to finish it. Very good, Brian. All right. All right. Number seven. You're doing much better than I thought you would. Oh, okay. Way. Jesus said to one of his disciples, on this rock, I will build my church. That disciple later went on to go to Rome and become its first bishop and therefore the first pope. Which disciple was this? Peter. Yeah, that was a layup. That's an easy one. That was a layup. All right. Number eight. I'm kicking this thing's ass, man. Yeah, I think he's... he's, uh, Would you have gotten these, Steve? Uh, I would have gotten some. Not not as much as he's getting. At Christ's birth in the manger... 
He was visited by three wise men from the east who followed a star to Bethlehem. They brought with them three gifts. What Gold, are they? frankincense, and myrrh. No contest. Brian got it. And hold on. What about this? I will try to name the king. Do it. All right. I, I don't think I could do that. Really? Yeah. I, I know one of them. Balthazar. Balthazar. That's the one. Fuck. I know the other two, too. And it's I Father can't. Lance. Do you know? Do you know him, Brian? You give up. It's Balthazar. And I can't think of the other two right now. I'm Casper. Sorry. And Melchior. 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 Yes. Okay. okay. All right. Um, number nine, beginning in the eighth century and lasting well into the 13th, Catholic Spanish monarchs waged a series of wars to retake the Iberian Peninsula from Islamic invaders, culminating in the fall of Granada and the establishment of Spain. These wars are collectively known as... Is this the thing in El Cid? It is. Yeah. Okay. Ah, oh, man. I don't know the name of the conflict itself. I'm going to say the Battle of the Moops. <laughs> Father Lance. <laughs> that one I'm wasting. <laughs> Reconquista. The Reconquista. Ah. There you go. All right, last question. Okay. okay. In Catholic tradition, God's greatest soldier and general of his armies is the Archangel. What is his name? Oh, Michael. Yes. Okay. Brian, you, you killed this. You killed right, this. Well, it's not up to you. It's not how, up to you at all. <laughs> it's up to Father Lance. Oh, no. That was that was really good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> there you go. So I'll tell you this. Um, for my master's degree, I decided to go to a Christian university. So I, I uh, didn't realize it was when I enrolled because I didn't do my research. So I ended up going to Liberty University for my oh uh, my god for my master's <laughs> university. So I I'm had, surprised they let you in. They didn't make you get baptized to, to go. It was it was an online degree, and like when I when I called to answer to register because I had to get my degree done by a certain time for work. And real quick, the woman on the phone was like, "Do you just have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior?" I really didn't hear. Her. I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so then I went to the I did the whole class and like they were like you have to cite the Bible all the yeah. time so like I had like my six Bible passages that I would uh, cycle through all the time KJV 22.6 you know yep. Proverbs 22.6 train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old he shall not grow up depart he, from it while he was going through this he would periodically talk to me about it be like I gotta say some of these sayings I'm kind of a Waiting into. <laughs> There's some good stuff in there. I think Brian is a future Catholic. I think so. Come so, you, think so. so <laughs> let me ask you, if you had you responded no, they weren't going to let you in, right? I yeah. don't know because yeah, it was an admissions know. woman over the phone. You know what's really I mean, funny? I mean, it sounds like the sphincter says what did you into uh, <laughs> yeah. into a conversion, a trick conversion, right? It's like what the Muslims used to do, uh, you know, tricky into saying the, you know, oh, I can't remember what they call it. He was uh, the prayer of the other. Yeah. The Quran? But Allah Muhammad is his prophet. Yeah. And they would uh, trick Christians into saying that. They give yeah. you like this. Can you read this? I can't make this out. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yeah. I got you. You got bamboozled. You denounce Christ. <laughs> oh, that wacky Abdul Malik. <laughs> I went to the same school. And uh, I didn't have the same experience as he did. They didn't ask me at all. Well, you went after that guy got arrested and like there were like kind of reforms. I, I at don't the school. think they really I think they read my last name and was like, he's good. He's good. I have a long Italian last name. <laughs> says, there's a lot of he's got enough of vowels. He's he's good. <laughs> Let him in. 
<laughs> yeah, Father Lance. My so my daughter, my wife is a uh, Catholic, and mm-hmm. uh, she we're, she's going to raise our daughter as a uh, Catholic. So I had to go to uh, the church about a week or two ago for like a meeting before the baptism in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you just get baptized? Get it over with. We'll just yeah. dunk you, we'll dunk you in a <laughs> yeah. car. I, I just, I personally just don't believe in the way that I feel like I would need to. Oh, if pray, I, if I pray to God, <laughs> I believe there's something. I can't tell you what. Uh, I don't have the faith that you had him intercede in demons attacking you. What more do you need? <laughs> God saved you. I'm just too like the Holy Spirit was in your house. <laughs> I know. It's, you make good points. It's just I don't know. I'm just not wired that way. Maybe I'm selfish and I expect more. But I I have a very good life and I'm genuinely happy. So you know. But are you are you saved? <laughs> That's the question. We'll find ask. out in like t- in like five years when I get a heart attack because of how I eat. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, Father Lance, thank you so much for doing this. This was great. This was great. Thank Thank you you so much. You were good. Uh, Let's rate the film. Well, yes. Also, Father Lance, have you ever blessed a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) We need all the help we can get. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Father Lance. Oh, uh, all right. So I guess uh, we also have your drawing. Oh, yeah. Which I don't think he could see. You, yeah, it's gonna uh, be hard we'll to see. see. I'll hold it up. I doubt I'll be able to make it out. I could probably hold it up to this one. This camera. Can you make out that drawing, no, Father I, Lance? I, I can't make yeah. it out. No, I can't make it out. But that's okay. Let me take a quick right. gander at the, Brian is a uh, very, very talented at drawing. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what that is. I'm gonna take a look at that. Yeah. It is uh okay. All right. Wow. All right. So I think that's Father Amort with a cross. Yes. Showing it to, I assume that is a possessed individual. It looks like But a it kitten. looks just like a stick figure with a box it coming It is actually the Pope. <laughs> that's the Pope? I thought this movie, so I, I usually- Why does he have whiskers? I will usually do the sketches before or like during the movie. I thought this movie was going to end with him- Exercising, exercising the, the pope. pope and that's why it was really called the pope's exorcist oh, 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 i, I thought that was going to be the twist in the movie it looks so, like he's holding in. like a chalice with the cross but the the pope has whiskers like, <laughs> like it's very very strange so going into the movie you know mm-hmm. i uh decided to the do the sketch yes. of him exercising the pope amazing and the last thing we have to do is rate the movie Let's rate it yeah one so, to ten high rating um, I'm gonna go seven and a half. I think it's okay. good. It's strong. There's good stuff in there. It's fun. Uh, at this point, I personally, I kind think I'm just kind of sick of all the possession and ghost stuff. It seems it's, like we do well, a spooky lot of season. It. Not yeah. just us, well, but in general, you know. Did you see the previews for Exorcist Believer? Yeah, I'm gonna see it. Uh, that looks nuts. <laughs> I think we can go to the premiere if we want. Yeah, we uh. can. I have something to shoot, unfortunately, but I will be seeing that. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll go. Are you a Saw fan, Father Lance? No. Okay. I am dying to see that. I love my heart. Uh, once once they brought him back, because I want to say I watched maybe the first one or two, and then he died, and then he wasn't dead. And I was like, eh. <laughs> It's really all just flashbacks when he's there. He remains yeah. dead. It's just yeah. they use oh, flashbacks okay. a lot. Yeah. That's nonsense. I'm going to give this movie an eight. Eight. Okay. I'm giving it an eight. You get eight as eight. well. Yeah, it's an eight. It's strong. 
It's a strong. I loved movie. it. Yeah. What about you, Fatherlands? Uh, I enjoyed it, but given the source material they had, they could have been a lot more accurate. Okay. Like to me, they went for sensationalism versus putting it, you know, being more true to what was going on. So I'll give it a seven. Okay. Still good. We enjoyed okay. the movie. Still good. Yeah. I mean, definitely worth a watch, but. Uh, I, like I said, to me, The Right is probably the best Exorcist movie out there right now. Mm-hmm. I got to see that. I think. Oh, it's it's awesome. it's really good. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a yeah. good movie. All right, that's it. All right, man. that's it. So once again, thank thank, thank you, for thank you, sir. Yeah. Do you have anything no you want to do? You have anything you want to promote or plug or anything like that? Uh, TST Halloween special coming out, or I don't know, is that a Patreon only, or is that going to everybody? Well, they could well, find out if they log on to the TSD Patreon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. In October, I, I'm pretty sure Father Lance will be on the Patreon in October. Okay. Yeah. From what I, from the the inklings in the wind. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. That's good. Uh, you guys want to say bye? Bye bye. Thank you. For Thank you for listening, everyone. For listening. Thank you. Don't go yet, Father Lance, because I have to make sure it uploads. So just hang on. (laughs) Want to give a big thank you to everybody listening and or watching. Please like and subscribe. Click the bell to get notifications. You can stay up to date on everything we do. Uh, Keep us in your prayers. Yes. Uh, Go on on Apple Podcast and please leave us a rating and review. Uh, Helps potential sponsors find the show. Give a thank you to our sponsors for this week's episode, Riverside and BetterHelp. Thank them. Uh, thank you to Tom, Steve, Dave, Brywalt, Q, Getem. Thank you to Father Lance. Lance is recording the studio. Thank everybody. Uh, follow thank me. Everybody. Thank, thank everybody. Thank them all. Thank yep. them all. Uh, Sue everyone. Follow, <laughs> follow me personally on all social media at Brian Rupert. Follow me on Letterboxd. I rank and review every single movie I watch, even the ones in my personal life. Go on reviewinghistorypod.com. Buy some merch. There's some cool stuff. All your winter apparel. Everything you need is there. Her, shats, shirts, hats, shirts. Shats. Yeah, shats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff is there. What else? Our View History Pod on Twitter, Reviewing History Pod everywhere else. Send us an email, reviewinghistorypod at gmail.com. Thank you guys so, so much. Long. Bye. <laughs>